It's time to get on the ice. Music City Gold is on the air. With Kyle Hancock, Daniel Mangrum, and Matt Bain. We are Smashville's best fan-driven podcast. Featuring news around the league, the Predators, and the occasional hot take or two. Part of the Penalty Box Radio Network. You're listening to Music City Gold. And welcome back, everybody, to another episode of Music City Gold on the Penalty Box Radio Network. I am your host, Kyle, with your my co-host, Daniel and Matt. Hello. Hey, you guys. We just got done watching the NHL 2020 Draft Lottery Phase 2, or whatever you want to call it. So, what were your thoughts? Preds did not get number one pick. The Rangers got it, though. And I will say, overall, not so um, upset about that, because considering that the Pens and the Oilers didn't get him. Well... Yes, at least the Penguins or the Oilers or Toronto didn't <laughs> uh, didn't get them. But you know, I'm still. I think we're all kind of upset overall that about half the teams in there were like a great team that were in the playoffs that don't deserve the pick to begin with. So yeah, Nashville didn't get it, but at least Penguins didn't get it, and it went to the Rangers, who were a team that actually deserve it or him. need it. You know, yeah. so they, I mean, they really right. needed them. So I'm okay with that. Of course, situation. we speculated that the ping pong balls were, were double-sided and had uh, extra penguins on the back. But uh, I, he, he fumbled. And? He fumbled the Rangers going in, and what do you know? That's the, that's the one that got picked. Yeah. I'm just conspiracy saying. Conspiracy theory. confirmed, baby. I'm just saying. I mean, the whole draw was kind of anticlimactic because it's like it's eight ping pong balls. You can see all the logos. Within like five seconds, the logo going up, you see it's blue, and you're like, okay, more than likely it's going to be Toronto or the Rangers, and then they zoom in. Okay, Rangers, done. Well, you know, the guy dropped the ball in by accident before it was time, and my theory is the ball was weighted. That's why it dropped out of his fingers, because it didn't match the weight of the others, so it dropped. (laughs) And that's why it got picked, because it was a loaded uh, ball, so to speak. But that doesn't confirm the whole, you know, like, Batman, Penguins, conspiracy things. Yeah. Yeah. Whatever. I guess at least they did it live. So. It just sounds good on paper. But. Yeah. Well, since that is done, we need to get on to the rest of the episode. And that is, this is our bracket episode oh, for yeah. the NHL 2020 playoffs. Like Matt said, some teams that should have made it in the playoffs didn't. And those that shouldn't have made it did. So it's going to be a very interesting bracket this year. And boys, just look at the games. Just overall, which is going to be the better conference to watch? Western Conference or Eastern Conference? I, I don't know. Uh, like. If, upon initial thoughts, if you're looking the bottom half of the Western Conference, that's like your easy buy area. That's why I'm I'm calling that. That's the easiest route to the finals because I think some of these other teams are coming out firing. So it it's it's going to be an interesting year. I'm going to go with the Eastern Conference though as a whole. Uh, I think it's going to be a little bit more uh, stiff the competition on the top and bottom half of the bracket. But it, these are going to be some fun matchups. Let me tell you, just looking at it first round. Yeah, I've actually heard uh, some of the commentators, you know, in the middle of the games uh, talking about the matchups, and they seem to favor the West, or at least the one or two that I've heard. But I think I'm with Daniel. I think uh, it would not surprise me if the Cup came out of the East this year, and maybe a slightly uh, favored uh, half of the bracket at least. Because you've got the Canadians and the Canes, who are basically the underdogs for the East. The Coyotes would be the underdogs for the West. But, you know, like I said, just looking at it real quick, Coyote versus the Avalanche. Avalanche been killing it all year. They're going to slay the Coyotes. Sorry, Matt. You would know, Kyle. They slay Joel. But to be fair, the Preds and the Coyotes never really do match up when it comes to a statistical point of view. 
like when the game first started for the Coyotes and the Preds, I didn't even bother looking at stats. I just knew the Coyotes were going to beat us because we always seem to choke when it comes to the Coyotes. They seem to be the giant slayer. I think Matt and I were talking about this too. They they usually play well against the Lightning as well. It, it's just a very unusual thing, but they lose to Detroit all the time. So it's like, who knows? But this said, I'm very interested to start digging into some of these first round matchups and finalize our brackets for today. So the first matchup we've got is the number one seed Golden Knights in the West versus the number eight seed Blackhawks. Now the Blackhawks defeated the Oilers, who were the fifth seed in the qualifiers, and the Blackhawks were the 12th seed, winning 3-1, and the Golden Knights basically took their round robin. So initially, I look at this, and on paper, and statistically, I think that the Golden Knights will easily breeze through the Blackhawks. Yeah, and here's the deal. Like, the one X factor that I feel like the Vegas Golden Knights have over the Edmonton Oilers is defense. They, they have a way better defense, and they have a one-two goalie combo punch right now with Flurry and uh, Lenner, who also used to be a Blackhawks player. So, I mean, come on. Like, he's got some inside info on some of these guys. So, um, I, I'm going to have to give the edge to Vegas on this one for sure. They looked incredibly good in the round-robin series play, and it, it's going to be hard going forward with some of these other matchups, which we'll talk to that once we get there. I but, mean, if you yeah. look at the Blackhawks, Patrick Kane, of course, led their team in points with 84 points during the regular season. And the next highest person is Jonathan Taves at 60 points. And you're like, okay, that's fine. And then you look over the Vegas Golden Knights and point leader wise, you've got Max Pacioretty with 66 points, Mark Stone with 63 and Riley Smith with 54 before you get your first significant drop off. But the thing about the Golden Knights is their depth. I mean, if you're looking at this, they have Three players in the 40 points, one in 50, two in 60s, and they have that great defense to go with it. So as hot as Taze is, I don't know if he can sustain that throughout the entire playoff. So for me, I'm going to have to go for Vegas in the first round against the the Blackhawks. I know that's not really an upset, which we've seen a lot of them so far, but I think Vegas is just playing too well. And if you look at Corey Crawford and the Blackhawks uh, during the playoffs, he only went a .891. Didn't even make 900. So, Matt, what are you thinking? This is probably the easiest matchup on my bracket. Yes. I think I think Chicago could very well be the worst team uh, coming into uh, the playoff round, although they did w- uh, go 3-1 and one in the qualifiers, I believe. But that being said, Vegas is possibly a favorite to win the Cup in many brackets, and combine that with Chicago, probably shouldn't even be here to begin with. Uh, yeah, I think this is Vegas is an easy pick on this one. Now, if the Oilers... We're in, and it was them playing Vegas. Who would you have picked? I still probably I Vegas. Think I still would have picked Vegas. Yeah, sorry, Vegas just Vegas looks too, too strong. strong. Yeah, <laughs> we're all in agreement. So, congrats, guys. We actually have survived the first matchup with the same consensus. So, Vegas, I, moving on. You know, I'm going to pick some underdogs, but I, I this is some, this is not this the is not one. the one. No. <laughs> yeah. And then looking over into the East, you've got the number one Flyers playing the number eight Montreal Canadiens. Of course, then the Flyers were ranked number four going into the play until round robin concluded. They bumped the Bruins down to number four and took number one seed. And then Montreal was number 12, but then surprised everybody when they beat the number five uh, Pittsburgh Penguins to get their spot as number eight in the East. Yeah, what a shocking turn. So on this one, oh man, it's so so difficult because in my heart, like I want... Montreal to just make a huge cup run, obviously. But I, I just don't think Carey Price is going to be able to sustain what he did continually. That's just my thing. And 
for me, I'm going to have to go with Philly because Philly looked phenomenal. Like they destroyed the competition. They were 11 goals for and three goals against without scoring a power play goal. Now that could come back to bite them though. Now you're talking about the Canadians. However, I will say this. I think Carey Price used a lot of his energy to get them past the qualifying round. So I think this will be the first real test the team has overall because in the qualifying round, the Penguins, as multiple people have said, they did not look interested. They thought it was going to be an easy cakewalk. Yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm just going to have to give it to Philly just because of all the X factors in this case. And not to mention, their top stars were not even scoring and Philly was still dominant. And if they can get their power play going too, look out. They have a hot goaltender, Hart. So uh, he's going to get to go up against his one of his actually idols, uh, Carey Price. So I'm, I'm going to lean towards Philadelphia. Another non-upset for me, round one. I'm just going to stick with my guns on this one. Philly's going to move on. Yeah, I'm going to have to agree with you guys. Montreal played quite hard and gritty. They really out-hit Pittsburgh and kind of wore them down as the series went on. Actually, Carey Price, out of all the goalies uh, in the qualifying round, I think he had the highest save percentage. So he stood on his head, and you know they really were able to get past Pittsburgh, but that was pushing it as it is. Carey Price cannot keep up that performance, and those players for the Canadians, they really, they're not built for deep cup runs like this. And couple that with, with Philly being an overall better team as it is, yeah, I think Philly's going to take this one as well. Now, do you think the Bruins take it a little personal that they got bumped down to the number four? Uh, definitely. Yes. Now, that's going to be one of our interesting matchups when we get to it. So, we'll get to that in a few. So. And then going back over to the West, we're going to have the now number two Colorado Avalanche, who kept their spot in the round robin play, is going to play the number seven ranked Arizona Coyotes, who famously, as we talked about in the podcast and all of the Preds Nation saw, they knocked us out of the playoffs. And for this, I'm going Colorado. There's just, I don't think there's any way Arizona is going to beat Colorado, even though we just said earlier, they are kind of a giant killer. I know, but I, I don't, the difference between Colorado and Nashville is Colorado has a ton of speed at the forward position and McKinnon is going to be flying all over the place. Their power play is smoking hot. By the way, um, do you know how close Colorado was to being the number one seed? It was an overtime goal by Tuck on a two-on-one breakaway. That series was incredible, and I, I watched that game all the way because I wanted to see what the matchup was against Colorado and Vegas. What an incredible game. I mean, th- there's only a hair's difference between those two teams. And uh, just because of that, I got to go with Colorado. I know this is super boring, and I'm not picking any upsets right now, but this is one I'm I'm very confident in. Uh, it It's Colorado all the way in the series, especially with that power play. It, it is smoking hot. It is crazy good. I think the only thing that'll happen to cause Colorado concern is if something happens to Nathan McKinnon because he has been their yes. best player this season. It, that is the one thing. That top line for Colorado is that's their point getter. So if they can stay healthy, that is the real key to this. But what were you going to say, Matt? Yeah. I, yeah, I have to agree. There's not much controversy yet. Arizona, you know, I was I was glad that they made the playoffs. It's been quite a while for them to make the playoffs. And so it's really nice to see that. Uh, and that we'll call that a good win for them, but we're not <laughs> going to expect them to go any further because we're just glad to to make it to that next level. And uh, they're going to be a first round exit. There's just no doubt. Now, if our prediction does come true and ends up being a Vegas, Colorado in the second round, do you think that should be a game that normally would be a Western Conference uh, final? Uh, that that's yeah. a that's a c- 
Cup that's Final. A, that's a great that, series that, right because, there. Because like I said, I got that one sample size in the round robin, and I'm like, I want that for the final because those two teams are possibly the hottest two teams right now, and they're going to be meeting in the second round. And that's why I called this top half of the bracket in the Western. It, I mean, it's it's unreal. Even if the Preds did make it past Arizona, like I, I don't know if I'm picking them over Colorado or Vegas because both those teams are smoking hot. So, um, yeah, that what a great matchup. That'll be my pick. I have to decide between those two moving forward. So, and it's funny. Just only a couple of years ago, Colorado was the laughing stock in the league, being bottom of the basement. So how quickly the table is turned for this team? Yeah, there's so much disparity in the league, and um, they did everything right as far as a rebuild. Honestly, they're the anti Ottawa Senators. So, <laughs> then we'll go over to the East for the second matchup in the top half of the East bracket, which is going to be the number two Tampa Bay Lightning versus the. Number seven seed Columbus Blue Jackets, who as of yesterday on Fire Sunday, the cannons, baby, kicked out Toronto in the playoffs. And Matt, what was that set you had about the uh, the cap space? Oh yeah, so Toronto's top line executes about a thirty three million dollar cap hit, and the entire the entirety of the eleven forwards that Columbus dressed was about a thirty three million dollar cap hit. They're almost equal. Uh, almost Unreal. equal for one line versus the entire forwards Team. for Columbus Blue Jackets. Yeah. And, and that's that's what happens. If your top line isn't doing it, yeah. Well, you had no depth past that point. So. Yeah. so I find this to be one of the more intriguing matchups for round one. One, be a good one. Columbus knocked them out with the President's Trophy last year. So there's yeah. blood in the water as far as Rematch. that's concerned. But guess what? I'm picking Columbus over the Lightning as my first big-time upset. And you want to know why? The Lightning are very injured. Stamkos is out. Hedman got injured the other night by literally just twisting his ankle on a divot, skating backwards. I, I mean, Rudda is out, defenseman. So they're already hurt pretty bad going into the first round. And you're against a team that is very physical, very hard hitting. Torts has them pumped up. They just beat the flipping Maple Leafs. In the in the qualifying round, and on top of it, your goaltenders are playing incredible. Corpusalo basically stole that last game. That was amazing. He's been so hot. I was really worried that Toronto was going to edge them out after having after Columbus didn't didn't close the deal. It gave Toronto a little bit of momentum, and their their goalie got hurt. I I was for sure Toronto was going to edge that out, but yeah, that's a, that's a dynamic uh, duo in goalie in net. So uh, you're right, Corpusalo's been on fire as well. So who are you going with? I, I'm I'm going Columbus as well. Oh, join the train, uh, baby! They're on a tear, like you said. They've got they've got some depth going on. They are they're looking good in net, overcoming adversity. Yeah, they. I guess you could say they've blown some leads, but they also have rallied back uh, in OT and all that. They they're looking good. And you remember a couple of years ago when Washington was like a perennial second round exit to Pittsburgh. Well, I felt the same way about Tampa Bay Lightning. They are perennially hurt in the playoffs. They're a juggernaut. They always get hurt. They go down easy almost. They should have won a cup by now, honestly, yeah. the last several years. They they don't look good in the playoffs. They they just don't. And especially now that Hedman and them are injured, there's just no way. Columbus is coming in hot. They're pissed off. They just beat the freaking Maple Leafs. You got Coach screaming at the players on the bench. Yes. This is a team that looks hungry. Yeah, to come they're, they're back and rally back in OT. This is a team that's hungry, and it really wouldn't surprise me to see them go very deep in this bracket. I'm going to go CBJ as well. Man, we're all in a line for the first four picks. Look at this. Because I really enjoyed just watching Columbus sweep the Lightning. 
And you know they want to do it again this year just to rub some salt in the wound? Because like you said, Tampa Bay always gets hurt. And I think it's because they push so hard in the regular season to make the playoffs that when they get there, they're just broken up, beaten, and bloody, and they just have nothing left to give. Yeah, I have no qualms on this one. I'm surprised our, our top half is complete. And we all agree for once. So I think there's going to be some uh, deviation, though, in the bottom half for sure. So let's move on to the next one, Kyle. So we're going to go down to the bottom half of the West, and that's going to be number three, Dallas versus number six, Calgary. And this is a team that the Calgary won 3-1 against the Jets in a war of attrition. Jets gave out the beginning, and then the Stars won their round robin play, and they went one and two to stick at number three, which is where they were originally to begin with. So no change on them. I think this game can kind of go either way. I know Dallas is probably edged to be the favorite, but I just think it can go either way. Yeah, and watching Dallas, they just didn't look good. Like, the Preds dismantled them in that first exhibition game. Like, they just, I don't know, something seemed off. Um, I, I didn't like their defensive play wasn't as stout in the regular season as it was, and they were giving up way too many chances. And had it not been for Bishop basically putting up some decent numbers, they would have had way more goals scored on them. So, honestly, I'm actually picking the Flames over Dallas. So this is another upset for me going into into the first round, but uh, I just think the Flames look pretty decent. They had a lot of offensive firepower going in, especially in these last several games. Johnny Goudreau started coming on. He looks a little hot now. So, uh, I'm, I'm going to have to give it to uh, the Flames in this first round. And you really can't argue with what the Flames do bring offensively, like you just said. Look in the last two games, Game 3 and Game 4 against the Jets. They scored 10 goals, and the Jets only responded back with two. And you look down at the round-robin play for Dallas, they only had five goals for and gave up 10 goals against. So, I mean, I'm with you, Daniel. It's going to be the Flames. I, I think I think Flames are going to upset them and go on. Seems like it's uh, upset watch here at uh, Music City Goal because I've also got the Flames. Are we like all in alignment this year? It's this crazy. is crazy. This never happens. Where's the mind sink? I mean, normally by now we're at least deviating on like three or four matchups. So. See, here's the deal. Dallas, you're lucky to make the playoffs again. <laughs> again. <laughs> yeah. So uh, good job, but it's going to end. They're There's no blow, way. They're going to blow the roster up again this you're, year. <laughs> you're not built for playoffs. You can't do it ever. I'm, I always root for Dallas to make the playoffs, and sometimes uh, they do. Most of the time they don't. But Calgary has left a little bit on the table from last year. They were supposed to, I think they were a number one seed last year. They were. They did not win the cup like everybody thought they were. They were the hottest team going into the playoffs last year. They have left a little bit on the table, and I think they probably have a chip on their shoulder because of it. And in addition, my man Cam Talbot has been on fire with a 9-4-5 save percentage. And on top of that, Calgary won the season series two, uh, two games, and they lost one against Dallas. So, so on the season series, they're better than Dallas, which is not a shocker. So I, I think we're all in agreement. It's going to be upset city here again. And that being said on team upsets, let's go over to the East on the bottom half, and you've got Barry Trotz's Islanders versus the Washington Capitals. Now, everybody knows, if you listen to the show for any length of time, I am a huge Capitals fan. I love Alex Ovechkin. He is just a machine. One of the greatest goal scorers of all time. You're prefacing this. Like, He's way better than Sidney Crosby. I think he always will be. Even Matt can agree with me on that. Oh, definitely. yes. Yeah. But I just wonder if this is the year that Barry Trotz and the Islanders take them down. I, I love this headline going in. First I of mean, all, it's Trotz versus his old team, like, won a cup. 
I mean, this is going to be fantastic. And not to mention, there's also a little salt on the table because the Islanders make the playoffs and Toronto didn't. So, <laughs> yeah. guess what? Tavares is still, Tavares. Sitting on, <laughs> still sitting on the sideline. So, uh, honestly, I think this one is going to be an excellent offensive team versus an excellent yeah, defensive it's team. It's going to be fun. And I cannot wait to watch this. I'm going to give it to Washington. But this could go like six or seven games in my like. I feel like this is a six or seven game series. I think this is going to be fantastic hockey to watch. This is one of the ones I'm circling for sure in the first round. Like this is going to be amazing, much must see TV. And see with me, I can go either way. So I think Dana, we need to break out the dice real quick and let me roll for okay, this one. Okay, here you go. So Get we have a, we have a dice tray on the table, and here's the way it's going to go: even number. I'm picking, picking capitals. Odd number, I'm it's picking loaded. Islanders. It's loaded. It's, it's a loaded it dice. Can we blow it? on that dice, Kyle? <sighs> yeah, if you would, please. Thank you. All right, here we go. Here we go. Baby, you're going upset city. <laughs> I roll a three, so that means I got to pick the Islanders. All right. We, we liked incorporating some of the fun aspects this year, because last year we were super heavy with stats, and well, oh, let's, see, let's see how far that got us. We literally had sheets. I mean, the whole table was covered with stats and not going to lie we didn't get very far yeah. last year so. I, thought, I, I agree I thought it was going to be we'll try something different this year go a little bit lighter a little more uh, I'm 50-50 kind of off the cuff don't do so much stats just kind of go with your gut a little bit and uh, yeah. because last year's bracket uh, was not good despite all the research so yeah everyone knows that the key to basically hamstringing the Capitals is shutting down Alexander Ovechkin but we've seen year after year that no team can successfully shut Alex Ovechkin down because if you do you got Nicholas Backstrom coming around, and then you got John Carlson, and so they've got like things from everywhere. Oshi, like, I mean, they, yeah, they just have they have they have a little too much depth for me. But I'm I'm oh no, that's so difficult. Marzal is so good, man. It's gonna be oh, like I said, it is basically gonna be a a a beautiful offensive juggernaut versus a great defensive minded team with Barry Trotz over there. Oh, it's gonna be so good. So many headlines for this one. But I'm gonna go with Washington. That's my pick, Matt. I have to go with team upset. Barry Trotz, I think, is he is the veteran leadership that this club needs. They're finally, for whatever reason, with or without John Tavares, doesn't matter. This is the freaking year. And you've got my boy Simeon Varlamov in that, throwing down a wicked uh, 9-3-2 safe percentage. And actually, Holtby, is, he's been pretty good, but really... The Capitals, I don't think, are hungry. The Islanders haven't made the playoffs, you know, in a while, I believe. And now... Ovi's always hungry, baby. <laughs> that, that's true. But I think I, the, the Capitals, to me, are like the fat cat. They're, they're not really hungry. They've, they've been there. They're still kind of on a bender from last time. I and agree. I think they're a little bit, a little flashy, a little overpaid. I really don't have a lot of trust in TJ Oshie. Same thing with Kuznetsov. Uh, I think they're a little overpaid. Yeah, Ovi can get it done. But this is an offensive juggernaut team. And if Trotz's system combined that with the excellent talent you've got in the Islanders can do a good job at effectively shutting down an offense, I think this is the Islanders game to win. I like all your points and it'll affect my bracket later. Winky face. <laughs> so don't worry. <laughs> don't worry. We haven't got there yet. Last thing I'll say on this is in the round robin play, the Capitals went one, one, and one with five goals for and seven goals against. Now, if you look at their stats in the playoffs, not a single person averaged above three points. Radko Gudis was the top player with two points, and that was only two assists. Not a single person on the Capitals team in the round robin got more than a goal, which is not what you expect from a team that should be this highly offensive. And then you look over the Islanders and their, and their play. You know, they've got 
Anthony Buviller with five points, Ryan Pulak with four points, and Josh Bailey with four. They're all averaging at least five to four points a game when you're top people there. They they are great at spreading the offense around the team. It's a whole team effort. It's and we say that all the effort, time. Yeah. That's that's what it really happens. You can have one line clicking, but how often how far is that going to get you, Toronto? So same thing with Washington <laughs> Capitals. The Blue Jacket. Yeah, they're top heavy. But give me the team that wants it. Give me the team, the underdog team that's hungrier, that that can spread around that offense across the entire lineup. And and we've kind of said that about Preds too. Like if they could get those multiple multiple lines like clicked and going to, that's a team like you know they're trying to build a structure kind of like that on the Preds. I mean you'd argue that because like you want we're very top heavy right now, but we want that depth, and that's kind of what we talked about last episode with bringing in some of that younger talent and trying to ignite some of those lines. So I completely agree with that, but. It'll affect it later on. So let's move to the bottom half, bottom basement of the Western Conference, Kyle. What do we got? So you've got number four, formerly number one seed in the West, St. Louis Blues, versus the number five seed Vancouver Canucks. I'm not going to sugarcoat this. St. Louis absolutely was garbage. Absolutely garbage in the exhibitions and the round robin. I'm sorry. They lost to the Stars. And they didn't win a single of they their round robin win, games. They didn't yeah. win. They did they not look hungry. Zero two they, and one. There was no, like I didn't see any fire from them. From like the these are the reigning champion. Like I, I saw nothing. Nothing impressed me at all. And guess what? I'm going with a young upstart team. I'm going with Vancouver and that high flying power play baby because it is on fire too. So I, I I'm going to go with the young guns on this one. Honestly, the bottom half of this bracket, as I said, was the easiest. Whoever whoever got this bottom half, this was like a great buy-in to get to the conference finals. So, Oh yeah, I'm going Vancouver Canucks too. Yes. Now, one thing I said before we started recording is I really liked how the round robin play went, and I would not be upset if it came back next season because it really, to me, showed how some teams played. Like You could tell like they really just didn't take it seriously. They maybe weren't trying enough. And you could tell the teams of the round robin format who really wanted to, you know, try to get that number one seed and get the best position possible. And the St. Louis Blues, you know, they're the reigning cup champions. Well, I kind of feel the Blues the same way with Washington. They're a little top heavy. They've been there. They got some experience lately in in the cups. So, but when it's on the line, okay, so we know you're a great team, but now in the round robin play, you went zero, two, and one. Are you kidding me? So yeah, you might be a better team on paper, but we always take momentum. It's it's all about gelling at the right time, and it, and it does feel almost like a new season. Some of that chemistry at the end of the year, it's it's done away with. It's fresh. And if you look at Vancouver, the total opposite. Vancouver went three and one in their bracket play, so they're hot. They are gelling. They have a lot of younger talent as well. They're high flying. They're a fast team. And on top of that, if you look at the season series between Vancouver and the Blues, Vancouver went 2-0-1 against the Blues. They won two, and the Blues lost two. Long time ago, but still. Still. I mean. It's, it's kind of the most recent track record of these two teams playing against each other. So not only does Vancouver have the recent track record uh, against that team, but they've also played better in, in uh, recently in the bracket play. 24%, by the way, on the power play for the season. That's uh, They're a team. quite... Quite high. <laughs> they're a team I root for, man. Uh, Vancouver, they're they're a great team, and and, I, and this is going to look good for them. I think uh, I think this is an upset too, isn't it, Daniel? Yeah, uh, it would be an upset. It would Vancouver. technically be an upset. So they, they and they're still flying pretty high. They are at twenty one percent for this playoffs right now. So still pretty incredible. And then you get the last game in the bottom half of the East, which is 
the Boston Bruins versus the Carolina Hurricanes. Boston Bruins were number one before round robin play, but they felt number four and the Flyers took their spot switching it. This, this one's difficult because it, they show as a four seed, but you know that this team should be one of the, like literally the best team in the, in the NHL. But they look terrible. They looked absolutely terrible. I think they have zero major, major goaltending concerns. Marshan looked non-existent. Pasta was there, but not like regular season form. Um, it's it's a little concerning if you're a Bruin. I mean, because like you're going in, you're the big dogs out here. You're the President Cup, you know, trophy winner. So you're the highest points getter in the regular season. They were high flying, and they do not look like that team right now. Statistically, it does not look good. So I'm actually going. I cannot believe I'm saying this, but I'm going with Carolina, who looked phenomenal in their first qualifying match, three and zero against the Rangers, and Aho was on fire. Absolutely destroyed the Rangers, dismantled them. I think it was D'Angelo, literally just. Oh, it was so bad. Some of the highlights. Just go look it up. Um, I. I'm going with a major upset. This is a four-five, but this is definitely a. It's a, it's more of an upset than a four-five in my opinion. Yeah, so. on paper it's a four-five, but really this was the President's Trophy team who just happens to be a four seed. Yeah, so I, I'm going with Carolina. They're the hot team. They're the gritty team. Justin Williams comes back for another push, baby. Mister Playoff, he's clutch. Game seven. I I got to go with. I love Carolina. I love Carolina. They're they're a team that I definitely love to root for too. That they're that gritty team that doesn't get as much coverage as the other ones so i'm gonna pick the canes as well oh my i like the canes this is gonna be more of a i just don't want boston to win pick i don't like boston never have liked them i've got a few friends who love boston up north and i'm just like how can you like a team like this just in principle and they're like oh they're great i'm like no they suck give me canes every day of the week all right matt i just i just don't see I'd like to hear some other people's brackets, and I'd like to hear their reasoning behind it. But we seem to be fairly well agree. I also am going to pick wow. the Hurricanes. It just doesn't even seem even. Yes, Boston is the best team during the regular season. They didn't win a single game in their bracket play in their bracket. Carolina won all their games. How so? I don't. There's a hot team and there's a cold team. I don't care who looks better on paper. I'm taking momentum. They played one game this year. And Boston won. I don't really know the backstory. I don't know if it was on a back-to-back. I don't really care. That was one game. The most recent games, Boston lost all of them, and Carolina won all of them. So I think Boston is not going to get it together in time. They're For whatever reason, they're not. And Carolina is still riding that freaking momentum and uh, from last season. I just don't see how Boston is going to recover in time. Yeah, they're a better team. Yeah, but I just if they think can scrape it out and make it take five or six, or maybe I mean, sorry, six or seven, seven games. Game series, they but, might could put it together by that time. But I think Carolina is going to do away with it before they get it together. Like a five games, yeah, yeah. It's that's man, it's going to be interesting. But that is a major upset going into it. Now, here's the flip side of this: you have teams like Boston, for example, since we're talking about them, who their star players didn't show up. They knew they were in the playoffs. They knew that they were going to get positions one through four. So is it possible they purposely weren't playing that hard on purpose? No. 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 That's that's ridiculous. That's some NBA crap. That, they don't do that in the NHL. No, I, I watched those games. They were still playing, but they just they didn't have the zip like the other teams. It just it just was weird. Stuff wasn't clicking right with them. 
Um, I felt that way about the Penguins. That was, I mean, that was another team that I was like, whoa, they do not look good in the exhibition game. Like, it was the exhibition game, and I'm like, red flags already. Like, Malkin literally turned the puck right over in front of the net. He literally dished it straight to a Philly player, and I'm like, that's a that's a red sign if Malkin's head's not in the game. And I don't see that, or I see the same similar, I see the same similar situation with Boston. So uh, I, I got to go out on them. That's crazy. I mean, I do have a lot of upsets this this year in my first round. And then, of course, this will be the year that everything goes normal. But it's but. it's kind of also indicative of what we've seen, you know, that the number one seeds end up being going down to four. It has been quite an upset. What was the, the lowest teams, the lowest three teams in the playoff round, uh, play-in round, all made it? Yep. Uh, it's been upset and city the ones already. Were fours. Yeah, now. and the ones turned into fours. This is just the way it's been. So it's not really surprising that we're picking that similar type of uh of thing continuing. Uh so it's really not surprising that we're picking that same type of momentum uh to go forward. All right, Kyle. Let's go to your second round matchup. I think we're all the same on this one, right? This is Vegas versus the Knights, which I just want to say right now, I would be happy with this for a cup final. Vegas versus the Knights. That's our, yeah. Yeah, Vegas versus the Knights, man. All right, Kyle, let's go to our second round matchup where it's Vegas versus Colorado, which we actually all agreed on, and this would honestly be probably like a Stanley Cup final. This, in my this is going to be is, my favorite this series. Is, this is by far my, if if this works out, this will be my favorite from the second round. So who do you got moving on between these two teams that are literally almost identical? I mean, literally like a hair's difference between the two. I'm going to pick Colorado for this simply because I want to stay within inside the Central. They're the only Central team I've got making it, and I would prefer the Cup come to a Central team if it does not have to leave the Central at all. I mean, I love Vegas. Vegas is so much fun. You know, you're looking at, you know, Marc-Andre Fleury and Max Pacioretty and all those people, and I'm like, you know what? Nathan McKinnon, I believe, is just going to tear them up. You know, Kel McCarr is going to go out there, Burakowski. I think they're going to have a... I think they're going to push Vegas to the limit if that game does does indeed happen there's not an upset so I'm, I'm taking Colorado I mean honestly it can go either way in my opinion so Matt what are you feeling for this matchup Whew. this is a good one yeah yeah this is going to be so good it really is a coin toss I have Vegas taking this one you know I think we're going to probably switch our mind on this bracket two or three times a night before we finalize yeah, it it's I'm, I'm literally I'm going to have to go dig deep into this one because like Honestly, I think the winner of this one goes all the way to the finals, if not wins the finals. Yeah, like, I, I'm not it kidding. Surprise like, me. I'm not kidding. The only, the biggest question mark, I guess, for me is the goaltending situation in Vegas. So, Mark Andre Fleury has not looked good to the point where Robin Lehner's been starting. He's looked better. But Robin Lehner's looked pretty good. He's like a 905 or something. He's look, done good. If they have to go back and forth and switch between Fleury, Fleury gives me a big question mark, and, and that concerns me. But if they stick with Leonard the whole time and, and don't question it any further, I think that's fine. But also, what if he starts underperforming? That's and true. Because you, have you Nate, don't have a great backup at that McKinnon. point. Because but then, on the other side, is like, what happens if Nate McKinnon goes out with an injury? <laughs> yeah. And if you're so, talking about goalies for Vegas, Robin Lehner's only, that's a small sample size. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's true. I, and so, with the sample size, for now, I'm going to go with Colorado, in my opinion. But I'm going to rethink this one, because honestly, I think... This is going to be a tough one. I think... Whoever wins this is going all the way to the finals, if not winning it. I so. would like to see the NHL uh, bracket where you can click on it and it tells you the fan vote. I'd like to see where this is going. You can do that later. You can do the analysis matchup. Yeah. So yeah, it'll be good. But I, I love how we're all we're all very much in a line this year. So 
Let's go to the second round on the top half of the Eastern Conference. So for me, that's going to be Philly and Columbus. I think we all agreed on that too. I'm sorry. This is where Columbus's reign ends. Uh, I love them to death, but Philly's too hot, man. I'm in uh, agreement. They Philadelphia got, yeah. takes they, it. They got way too much firepower. It's been real Columbus. Yeah, and they also have the hot young heart and goaltender who's been playing phenomenal. I love watching him play. Yeah, oh, I, I could see the Phil. I could see Philly going too. Yeah, Philly. So I'm goodbye Columbus. It's so, been nice, bro. So Columbus is out for me. So let's now quickly move down to the bottom half of the Western Conference, which I have the Calgary Flames and Vancouver. So I think we were all in alignment again on that, correct? Yeah. Yep. Oh, so I'm going once again, upset city, and I'm going Vancouver. I'm going with the young upstarts. I'm just saying, I think this is their year because that half of the bracket was easier. I think this is the year they they can put a deeper cup run in. And uh, I, I think they can... They can actually match up really well with the Flames. So I think that as well, because you know it's essentially going to be a five seed versus a six seed. And I think Vancouver is going to take it. I think Calgary is going to make it, but they're going to spend a lot of their energy against Dallas. And whatever they don't have patched up from Jets is just going to wear them out. I think Vancouver is just going to steamroll them. Yeah, I'll have to agree. Wow. Vegas. <laughs> he just gave it. I can't believe how like close our brackets are. And you just sighed. We're gonna well, have this one. is a tough one. I, this was another tough one for me, but Vancouver is younger, and I think they can go the distance, especially once I've been saying momentum a lot this episode, but once they feel a little bit of sense of accomplishment after they've been able to do it once or twice, I think they'll put they'll feel like the sail, uh, the wind is in their back. They'll put the, the sail up. Beneath my wings. That's right. And they'll and they'll keep going. And they're so young, they can outlast what these other teams maybe can't continue the pace up of. All right. So that's moving quickly down to the bottom half of the eastern bracket, which we did vary on this due to dice rolling and very thin margins. But for me, that is the Washington Capitals versus the Carolina Hurricanes. And I've got New York Islanders versus the Hurricanes. I'm with Kyle. All right, so I want to I want to hear y'all's matchup first because this is going to be great because Islanders Canes that's a fun series. Yeah, that's that'd be my second that would, favorite. That would probably. be a fun series. I'm going to take Matt's word and say momentum, and I'm going to say Carolina's going to ride the momentum and go through it. You know, Kyle, I can't ever. It's the storm surge, baby. <laughs> I can't ever fault you for agreeing with me because that's some of the best advice you can possibly take. But I think I'm going to give uh, the Islanders the edge in this oh, one. Oh my lord! It's we been finally nice. got some variation. Yeah, uh, that veteran. Uh, leadership there in the Islanders. I think that's going to take it. So in mine, it's Washington versus the Hurricanes. I'm actually going to have to go with the Hurricanes over this one. And this is for reasons that Matt stated where I just don't see the fire this year as much for the rest of the team. Now, Ovi, don't count him out. Like, Ovi could score 20 goals in a series and be like, whatever, you know, deal with it from his office area. And they might all be on the power play. But at the same time, I feel like that teams can exploit that not take as many penalties, stay out of the box, just play a solid discipline game. And then you have the young, hungry team. Ajo has been killing it. So I'm going with Carolina in this one to move on to the conference final. How about that? Carolina. So I think we're sensing a theme. We're, we're all favoriting uh, the young, faster offense teams. Yes, for sure. That's, I think that's been basically the only variation we had. And that's, that been the tr- that's been the trend of the league for the last several years. They've been getting away from the big bodies and going towards speed and skill. So here we are at the conference finals. So let's jump back over to the West. So for me, this is going to be razor thin margin, either Vegas, Golden Knights, or Colorado versus Vancouver. Well, let me tell you, 
It's not even a tough situation here. The top half is going to win. It'll be Vegas or Colorado moving on from that series, and they're going to be facing like Vancouver or Calgary. Yeah, okay, Vancouver's gone. It's been a nice run. I'm sorry, but in my bracket, I have Colorado slash Vegas placeholder moving up to uh, to uh, the finals. So I've got Colorado. I think Vancouver's luck will run out. Yeah. Well, I don't know if you guys just saw. You saw. I had to do a little scratching off on my little preliminary bracket here. I I initially had Vegas going all the way, but for the aforementioned reasons, I think they might struggle in net. Uh, so I don't think I can. I don't think I can pick Vegas as the favorite. And it seems too crystal clean. They're number one seed. So they seem to Vancouver? be a slight favorite. So I'm going to take Vancouver, baby. Okay, that's a bigger upset for sure. It is. But so uh, Vancouver would be in the finals. Are you doing that mostly to be different from us? No, I mean I do enjoy being different, but yeah, Vancouver in the final. Yeah, definitely. over over Colorado or over uh, or Vegas. Vegas. Yeah, either one. Ooh, we'll man, see. as we're talking, man, that West looks good this year. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, we'll see. We'll see. What about your East? So my um, Western Conference final is going to be uh, Philadelphia versus Carolina, and I think Philadelphia is going to again just steamroll Carolina. They're going to. They're going to get rid of that storm surge and they're just going to take it on to the final. Yeah. See, that's my bracket too. And right now, Philly looks really good. Philly is, they're hot. Like, and so it's kind of hard, even if I did pick the Islanders over here and like the Islanders made it up to the, the conference finals, I don't know if I can pick the Islanders over Philadelphia right now just because of how hot they are. Can they sustain that the entire playoffs? I do not know. But as of right now, off of the available information I do have is I know the Flyers are high-flying, and I'm picking them right now. I, I will agree. I'm picking uh, Philly to move on as well. To me, Philly right now looks like what Washington did the last two or three years. They're a juggernaut, and they are really poised to go to that next level. You've kind of been seeing them held back, and I think this year they're, they're correctly poised to continue on as well. So, boys, it leaves us with our finals matchup. And for me, that is Colorado versus Philadelphia. So depending on which one I pick tonight, either Vegas or Colorado, it'll be Vegas slash Colorado versus Philadelphia, which by itself in large is hard for me to fathom right now because first of all, I would love that so much. But I'm having a difficult time deciding between these two because I feel like the X factor for Philadelphia is Carter Hart and the goaltending, but I would give maybe a little bit more offensive depth for Colorado if that was the matchup. I don't know. I'm on the fence, but that also could be Vegas. So I guess temporary placeholder right now for me, Philadelphia Flyers, baby, hoisting the cup. For me, if you look at the regular season, Colorado definitely had more offense than the Flyers did. Yeah, and that's the thing, but I also Hart came on towards the end. You know what I mean? Like he... I mean, they won like nine out of their last 10 games and, that, and then they had the break and they come out and they're still this hot. Like they are still, they just continued the momentum. They got the young guns. Oh man, it's so difficult for me. I'm going to give the edge right now to Philadelphia, in my opinion, to hoist the cup. But once again, tonight I'm going to finalize my bracket and there's going to be a lot of stats going into some of that with Vegas and Colorado because I want to see the head-to-head matchups of Vegas and Colorado and then those teams against Philly. So, Matt, your finals matchup will be the Vancouver Canucks versus the Philadelphia Flyers. Who do you got winning? I also have the Flyers winning, Daniel. Uh, it's crazy. We, me and you are on a uh, definitely a mind sink today. Pretty close. Uh, 
you know, I, I always go back to goaltending, man. That's so important because they can steal they the can, series. They can steal the show, man. In Philly, both have been looked good in that. Both of their goalies, they're a nine six six and a nine four one. Talk about a one two punch. So if they go deep, you're not going to have to worry about having to take time off the uh, the number one and, and put in the backup. You got a number one and a number one there, and they haven't been operating good on the power play yet. And their top stars haven't even been scoring for them in the playoffs yet. Can you imagine if those two things click? That's they still. That's the funny thing is they went three and zero, and they still have potential upside. Like that. That's the crazy part about Philly right now. It, it, to me, I, I don't know if I have a lot of confidence in their roster right now. I don't see you know the household names as much on this team. But what I am seeing is performance, and and that's really what speaks out to me the most. That's what matters the most. I don't care if, if you're a Joe Blow, no name or not, I want performance. And that's what Philly's giving me right now. And it's really hard to argue with the results they're putting up. Yeah. This is going to be a difficult one for tonight, but I, I'm leaning towards Philadelphia going all the way, even over whoever I do pick, Colorado or Vegas. And that's, and that's, that's difficult because uh, I think both those two teams are smoking hot too. I do like our brackets this year because it's kind of like, we have some several upsets in the beginning rounds, but then there's some that like mm, makes sense, you know, later on. So we'll we'll see how it pans out this year. But I'm super excited just to watch playoff hockey again. You guys forgot to ask me which team I was going with for the finals. Oh, we don't care. We know. Who, 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 uh, he's going. He's. Are you going to lift the cup with us? Yeah. Three way right here. Philadelphia. <sighs> really, Kyle? <laughs> so what reason? Because we, we picked it. <laughs> As I was saying a few minutes ago, Colorado had the offense in the regular season. And if you had told me, you know, six months ago that I would be saying, you know, that the Flyers would be beating uh, Colorado to get the cup, I would have told you no way. But then I go look at the uh, playoffs times and the offense was more spread out with the Flyers and with the Avalanche. And I just personally think that Philadelphia is going to get it. I think they played well. I think they want it more. Colorado's good, but at the end of the day, I think that Philadelphia wants it more. That's crazy that all three of us currently have Philly winning the cup. Now, you know, we got to lock in our brackets before play starts tomorrow. What are the odds that all three of us pick Philly to win the cup? Uh, not very high uh, coming 24 hours from now. It wouldn't surprise me. Matt. Yeah, I mean, just, I got to switch it up. There's no way I'm going to agree with you guys. There's just no way. Except we did reason through everything, and we did Man. completely agree. Now, I will say this, though. We did vary on certain things, like Vancouver and yeah. the Islanders. The wild card so we from did, the West. And, the and those were also very thin margin of error series. And also Vegas and Colorado, that's going to be another one that we're definitely going to be in a toss-up situation. But, I mean, I don't know. Something in my gut just really likes Philly. This is a, this uh, is the beauty, man. This so. is the most exciting part of the year. You can speculate, you can root, you know, do you root for the guy that you see winning or do you root for the team you want to see moving on? And it's, then you just burn your bracket at the end of the year oh, when yeah. it hasn't mattered. So it's just fun. Well, like you said, Matt, playoff time is fun. Brackets are fun. We can do all we want in the day. I think it just comes down to random puck luck. But that's going to be the show for today, guys. Uh, we do have a bracket on uh, Twitter that we just posted a link for before the show started. You can find us on the NHL Bracket Challenge under Music City Gold. There's no prize this year. It's just basically bragging rights that we're going to shout you out on the show. Oh, yeah. we got to put some money on the table, too, before yeah. tomorrow as well. Yeah, there'll be a bet done. Yeah, we between might, us. We might see if we can find some old stickers, too, for the winner. So. Yeah, we, we can do so. We'll, do, we'll find something to give away, Kyle. If you want to find us on Twitter or iTunes, you can find us at Music City Gold. Until next time, we'll see you on the ice. 
You've been listening to Music City Gold on the Penalty Box Radio Network. We'd love to interact with you on Twitter. The show can be found at Music City Gold. You can find Kyle at Kyle Hancock, Daniel at Steve Dan Drum, and Matt at MattBain31. Past episodes of the show can be found by subscribing to Music City Gold or Penalty Box Radio on iTunes or at PenaltyBoxRadio.com. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you on the ice.